Hello there, weary traveler. Welcome to the inn. Sit, sit, rest your feet. Why, it's a long journey on the road to Tavalon. Have a cup of tea, or maybe a frothy ale. The light, why, you're just in time for the entertainment. Here are your hosts, Tracy and Amber. Hello and welcome back. I am here with my good friend Tracy. I'm here with my delightful friend Amber. And this is The Road to Tarvalin. Today, episode three mm. of Prime Video's The Wheel of Time. Mm. And we are going through the arches, mm-hmm. starting off with Nynaeve Almira. What a kickoff to the episode, too. I don't really think that it was a super big mystery when Rafe was like doing the the Q&A and he was like, we're on set and this is where we are. I think like all of the guesses that this was the arches were obviously correct. Yeah. And it looked very much like I imagined Mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. Maybe a bit brighter. In my mind, it was always like darker. Not that it was like super brightly lit or anything, but I was still like darker, which I mean can be a problem. So I guess I'm glad they didn't do that. Yeah, you don't want to season eight Game of Thrones. I can't episode see anything. Can't see anything. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I don't want that. I mean, there are a couple places in season two for Wheel of Time where I feel like it is just a bit too dark. Like they could have like given us a bit more lighting. This one, I, you know what? For for what it is, it's perfectly lit. <laughs> I'm not gonna get all wrapped up on like the lighting of a scene or whatnot. But yes, more more yes than no. It was like what I had pictured in my head for the arches. Yeah. 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 I've mixed feelings about this episode. Oh, I want to hear. I want to hear. So first off, I think it was probably one of the most entertaining just from an action standpoint. Yes. Did you feel the same way? Like overall? Yes. So far out of these first three? Yes. This was the episode that made me gasp out loud. And I haven't had that happen yet. Yeah. Which moments were your gasping moments? Oh, no. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I mean, I don't want to jump too far ahead, but when they're going through the whole thing and they're like, you will swear the oaths, and if the oaths aren't, if you don't swear them, they'll be sworn for you. And I was like, well, that seems pretty light. And then they did what they did, and I was like, whoa. (laughs) The moment he pulled out his dagger, he didn't pull it out, but he showed it to Masima. Yes. Yeah. I was like, oh, he's dead. He's already, he's gone. They they keep trying to pull him back and reel him in, rein him in, and I'm like, yeah, he's he's the one. He's the one who's getting it. Yeah, I was... Go ahead, sorry, sorry. Well, I did an episode with Christian and Kevin and Laura Mm -hmm. about season two expectations. And I said, who do you think is going to die? And Kevin was like, Uno, he's probably the one. It's so true, though. Like, when you look at the cast Mm -hmm. and you go off of that quote that Rafe Judkins has said like don't worry you know next season a lot of heartbreak people are gonna see people die Mm -hmm. and it's gonna happen for one he shouldn't have said anything right (laughs) because looking at the cast there are not a lot of 
characters from season one mm-hmm. that you can kill off. There's some Two Rivers people that are, for the most part, expendable. I don't say that to be callous or anything, but it's just, you know, people here yeah. and there where it's like, well, if they died, it, you know, yes, it, they die. Yeah, yeah. But from who we've met kind of later on in the episode, you know none of the Emmons fielders are going to die or the Two Rivers people. Right. You know Moraine and Land, they're sticking around. So... Let me preface this. Mm -hmm. We're doing full spoilers today, correct? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Yes. (laughs) Non-book readers, very sorry. Very sorry. But exit the building now (laughs) if you do not want to be spoiled. You know you can't kill Lee Andron off right away because she's very important in season two and with all of her Black Aja dealings. And frankly, like she's not a character where fans of Kate Fleetwood fans of her acting yeah that would be sad but it wouldn't be like oh my god heartbreak you're killing you know swan sanche right yeah or moraine damage so uno is the likeliest candidate from all of those just because he's a bit of a fan favorite and Mm -hmm. his character is really fun Mm -hmm. so as as soon as he started grumbling i was like yeah Uno, it was good to know you. Yeah. I'm sad. I'm very sad that he's gone yep. because he's just a fun character. He is. But I get it. Yeah. I mean, he's more of like a stunt. I don't want to say more of, but he also does a lot of stunt acting. Mm-hmm. So I feel like this is a fitting way for him to go out. Like yeah. getting an on screen death is very cool. Right. If I were an actor, that's how I would want to go out. Yes. Hands down. Yeah. No, like just. I get written out of an episode, that's it, disappear, whatever. Like, yeah. no, I want to die, and I want to have a great death. Yes. And I thought he had a really fun death. Yes. Almost difficult to rewatch for me, which is unusual. I like, I like gore, and I like, you know, give it, give it to me raw and gory and, <laughs> you know, like, scare me. But that, I don't know what it was. I was just like, <gasps> it's so brutal. It's such a brutal way to take somebody out. And with, like, I love how it's like, well, that's the end of Uno. You know, there's not going to be any, but he didn't really die. Or somebody came in and healed him at the last moment. No, Uno is done. 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 No more fake out deaths. I'm I'm over that. Mm -hmm. You're going to kill somebody, kill them. Yes, I don't want (laughs) to be guessing. Like, are they alive? Let's not are tap they? dance around the death. Yes. I mean, and there is no tap dancing around this death whatsoever. When they first brought him out and it was like, if you won't swear the oaths and they'll be sworn for you, I really was not expecting them to kill him. Because I was like, oh, everything has been so, like, not necessarily shocking. And it hasn't been gentle either. But that, like that shoving his face into the spike and then taking the foot and like slamming him down even harder, I was just like, whoa. (laughs) They fucking did that. They just did that. Holy shit. Holy shit. Ah, That's how I felt about it. I told you earlier, I think they missed the mark on this one. Yeah? You want to expand on that? Yes. Yeah? So... Had it had been me, I was writing the episode, mm-hmm. I would have put the spike through his good eye. Like, <laughs> <It's right. laughs> that feels way more hardcore. <laughs> like, the mouth thing, like, that that works and stuff, mm-hmm. but 
I, I mean, you have teeth and whatnot. I don't know. Like, put it, put it through his eye. It's Uno, yeah. man. Like, his whole – it's his namesake. Right. He has one, he has eye. one eye. That's – it's Uno. <laughs> like, that – how did that – how did that get missed? I, they didn't how? have you in the writing room, Amber. It's the biggest flaw of the Wheel of Time TV series. That's really what it is. <laughs> okay, okay. Actually, actually. Speaking of, like, being in the writing room and whatnot, the Matt Min thing, like, are we just jumping all over the place for the episode? Is that okay? We can. Okay. Yeah, sure. When Matt gets freed from the cell from Leandrin, and then he goes and he sees Gwyn crying, and he's like, I'm not touching that. He goes back to his cell, and he frees Min, and now they're off wherever they're going. And I think I think when we were talking about, like, if there's no Tom in Tarvalon, how are we going to get people where they need to be? Who's going to be Matt's sidekick? And I think we kicked around the idea that it was going to be Min. And it looks like that's what's happening. Yeah. I'm, again, mixed feelings. Conflicted. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Conflicted. Yeah. What are you conflicted Let's, okay. about? Okay. Or you, yes. What would you like to do? <laughs> For one, I. I assume Leandrin is just trying to get him taken by someone. Mm-hmm. Like she's handing him off in a similar manner that she did in The Great Hunt with Egwene, Nynaeve, Elaine, mm-hmm. Min. Mm-hmm. Now, by Leandrin's acting, and I mean Kate Fleetwood's acting, the way that these scenes have gone out throughout this episode. It seems like she thinks, okay, well, I got rid of Nynaeve. But there is this moment where she's putting the ring in the molten yes. ring thing, mm-hmm. the same set. It's almost the same set from, like, Rings of Power. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh, you're right. You're right. It feels like, a, it feels like that a little bit. Ugh. That's totally fine. I it don't is. know why I'm sidetracking on that. That's okay. But she seems, she seems upset. Yes. She does seem that she has some feelings about what happened to yeah. Nynaeve. Yeah. Like she didn't want this, but yes. she was put in a position where she had to do it. Yeah. And again, I don't know what Leandrin's motivations are. Mm-hmm. Obviously, she is Black Aja. Is she doing this for power? Mm-hmm. Is she doing this because she has a son and someone is like holding it over her? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I would like to see more background mm-hmm. with what's going on with Leandrin, mm-hmm. what her motivations are, why she's acting like she's acting. Yeah. Now that could definitely be coming. Mm-hmm. But when we go back to Matt and Min, mm-hmm. first off, I'm conflicted because. Matt really has no redemption at all right. in my eyes. Yeah. This scene where Egwene is, like, broken, just watched one of the yeah. people that she cares about most after losing Rand. Yep. Nynaeve is dead, mm-hmm. as far as she knows. Yeah. And Matt's just like, oh, well. Not touching that. I'm just going to spy on her for a few minutes while she's crying her eyes out mm-hmm. and then, like, tiptoe out of the room. Yeah. And I'm... Assuming that there will be like a big Matt redemption arc mm-hmm. here at the end. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to make a prediction. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it's <laughs> Looney Tunes. I don't care. 
But I think Matt is going to go through the portal stones. Mm. And I think in the portal stones, he is going to do a bunch of awful, awful stuff. Like in the book, he... Mm-hmm. He apologizes profusely to Rand. Isn't he crying? After the incident with the portal stones. Yeah, like it makes him sick. Yeah. Like he's distraught. Yeah. And I'm just wondering if he goes through the portal stone and he has a bunch of flickers of his mm-hmm. multiple lives or alternate lives or parallel lives, whatever they might be, mm-hmm. of him doing horrible stuff and hurting the people he cares about. And like this is something that changes him because we also had that vision from men where she sees matt killing rand yes yeah yeah and unless it's like a mask of mirrors thing and someone is like pretending to be rand which that feels like even more of a stretch for Mm -hmm. me because Mask of Mirrors, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't know if we've ever had a character who can actually appear as someone else. You know what I mean? Like, they can change their appearance, but I don't know if it's like, can you change your appearance to look like a real person that's also out there in the world? Yes. Yeah, actually, I just thought of one. Uh, Elsa Grinwell in, uh, okay, I think, book Good. two. Good, yes. Yeah. You're right. Landrin poses as her. So I think it is possible. But what... You mean Lanfear. Yeah. What did I say? Leandrin. <laughs> okay. Lanfear. <laughs> Same L. L-L. It's okay. So many L names. No, thank you. You're right. Yeah. So that... Okay. So that would be possible. But I don't know. I mean, unless it's a Shamael pretending to be Rand, maybe that could work. I mean, unless he wasn't dead when... In the vision when Matt starts slower him, because I would think death would like cancel out the weaves that would change the appearance true true like the weaves would fall when you're dead yeah but i okay so your flicker thing like the idea of matt stepping through a portal stone okay so what i was thinking of while you're talking about that is portal stones in the books anyway require channeling rand is not around however moraine and varen and Adelaus are all right next to Tarvalon. And it sounds like Varen's actually going to go to the tower. She's going to go through the library and find some information out. Do you think they're going to get them all connected? Like Varen's going to come back and she's going to be like, guys, we need to get to this one place. We've got to go fast. This is how I propose traveling to get there. And somehow Matt and Min stumble across them. And Moraine's like, you're coming with us. Like, do you think that that's a possible route? Because I'm trying to think who else would do the channeling for them to use a portal stone. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that's probable. I don't think Moraine will be a part of it. I think Moraine will end up with Rand. And mm. Varen would be the most likely candidate to end up with Matt and Min mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if they end up using the portal stone. Yeah. And really, it makes sense because, like, Varen is the Aes Sedai and the books, who's with them while they're traveling by Portal Stone. Like, she has information about it. She kind of guides Rand when they're all going to Falma together. I mean, it would be possible to, like, bring them together and, like, kind of line up in a way with the books as well. I would love to see it. I I would love, love, love to see it. 
Yeah. You said this was your favorite episode so far. Mm -hmm. Why don't we talk about the high points before I get into some of the things that I wasn't a huge fan of? Oh, okay, cool. I love that. (laughs) Okay, so the first thing that actually pops into my head is, and this is, (laughs) okay, so this is like a two-edged thing, I guess. I really like the scene where Shiriam is telling Egwene about Nynaeve. And I think why I like it is if you had, as a viewer, any doubts as to how Aes Sedai treat each other, what their definition of quote-unquote sister is, it is not loving. Or sisterhood, even. Exactly. Not loving, not supportive, don't talk about it. It's going to fade away. And I mean, if Egwene hadn't have like come across Shiriam like emptying out Nynaeve's room, Egwene just would have walked into an empty room. Like Shiriam's like, oh, this isn't how I meant to tell you. Well, no shit, because this is a really shitty way to find out that your friend is dead. And then the way that they handle it, I'm like, oh, yep. Mm-hmm. We needed to know that the White Tower is really a terrible, terrible, terrible place. And they're like, here it is. Even through the arches. Like, when Nynaeve comes back out, it's either Leanne or Shiriam who's basically like, keep your feelings to yourself. We don't want to hear about it. And I'm like, wow, you guys are awful. (laughs) Yes, I am very happy that they kept some of these similar themes that come from the books. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of the times it's like, rah, rah. Yes. power. Yeah. <laughs> I said I'm very cool. It's not. But there is definitely two sides of the White Tower. Mm-hmm. Sure, it is a location where if you are a young woman, that power can become yours. Mm-hmm. And there is something empowering about it. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it is not a happy place mm-hmm. in terms mm-hmm. of like solidarity and support support and also like going out and making the world better Mm -hmm. it is not this place of making the world a better place Mm -hmm. the ice that i and the white tower can just steamroll and bulldoze and become puppet masters of whatever they want they are at the top of the power structure Mm -hmm. in this world. They do not have to bow to anyone. Mm -hmm. Even if you're an Aes Sedai, like if you're an Aes Sedai meeting a king even, and I'm not even talking about the Amerlin, Mm -hmm. you can show respect to them, Mm -hmm. but you're not necessarily like on a level as like a subject would. Right, yeah. So I mean, it depends on the Aes Sedai. Like, if they are a good person, if they go out into this world and do good things, mm-hmm. that's because of who they are as a person mm-hmm. and not because this is something instilled into them mm-hmm. by the institution. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. So, yes. Mm-hmm. Love love that this little moment happened. Mm-hmm. And it was just really great acting mm-hmm. by Madeline Madden totally. and Pierre Coveney. Yes. Like, I loved... Just all of those feelings mm. that Gwen was portraying and showing. And it was a really, you know, beautiful but sad scene. I had to wonder, too, I know Shiryam was cleaning out her stuff, but I also wonder if Shiryam was doing a little snooping. Oh, definitely. She had to have been. 
she knows that Moraine mm-hmm. brought these girls in. Mm-hmm. So what what do they know? What do they have? Mm-hmm. Are there any clues in there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Egwene curled up against the door crying, like, really resonated with me. Like, I've been there. And I was like, wow, you are just, like, knocking it out of the park for emotions on this one. It was perfect. It was so well done. And, of course, I couldn't help but think of New Spring when we have, like, discussions of how accepted or novices don't make it through the arches and then you just don't talk about it. And, like, how that one individual didn't make it through the test to become an Aes Sedai. And, again, there's, like, a little bit of mourning shown for it. It's not like they really come together to try to process what happened or why it happened. Like, I just feel like if you're doing something and it's killing people and they're not coming back from it, maybe that's not the thing to do. That could just be me, though. Yeah. Like the White Tower has one of those little signs. It's like number of days since the it last death. It has been death. this yeah. many days since the last death. <laughs> Every once in a while, Shuri yes. walks over and flips it to zero and is like, well. <laughs> Oops. Oh, that's so dark. But that's the thing. Like, we've learned earlier on in the episode, like, the White Tower's numbers are dwindling. Mm-hmm. Or not in the episode, but in the first two episodes. Yeah. So, like, this is why. Yeah. You're shooting yourself <laughs> in the If there's any foot. confusion. Right. If there's any confusion, this is why. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, the other thing is, too, mm-hmm. is, like, they don't, if we're looking at the books, like, and I'm not comparing the two, but I'm just saying, like, in general, they don't know what those arches are. And mm-hmm. at the very beginning of the episode, mm-hmm. we get a lot of exposition. Mm-hmm. Like, Terangriol, they work like this. These, in particular, work with us channeling into them. Mm-hmm. And I like how they say with Aes Sedai channeling into them, mm-hmm. not channelers, mm-hmm. like like we are the only Just ones, them. us Aes Sedai. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we are the only channelers out there. That's right. But, um, That's right. That's right. They're so possessive of that. It's so short-sighted. Right. So like we have that exposition about the Tarangriol and how it works, but they don't really talk about the fact that they don't know what these Tarangriol are Mm -hmm. because they are a relic from the age of legends Mm -hmm. nobody knows what they were used for Mm -hmm. the eyes that i have kind of just commandeered them Mm -hmm. they're there nobody knows how they got there nobody knows what they were originally for and what the purpose of them are for but they are using them as a testing site yeah like they're putting them through this ultra virtual reality machine. yeah yeah And if they die in there, they die in there. They don't know what happened. So it's a lot of talk, but not a lot of explanation. It's like, we don't know. Yeah. I do like that. I know that they're not going to say that because it fits their role. Like, it fits their mentality. Mm -hmm. Like, we don't know what they are. Yeah. But I would have loved, like, a little bit more. And Elaine does bring that up a little bit. She's like, they don't work that way. But it's kind of like, we don't know. Maybe she... Maybe she is in there and the turning of the wheel that she saw is a better life for her. And that's why she stayed. So, like, there is clues in there. But, of course, for people who haven't read the books, it's like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, overall, I thought that exposition of explaining the the arches was really well done. Like, it wasn't... Same. It wasn't boring. It was easy to follow. It felt right. really Right, it wasn't clear. long-winded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like, boom, we're right into the testing within, like, minutes of 
of it opening. And I mean, seriously, like that first time when she goes through the arches. Okay, so do they mention, like do the eyes that I mention before she goes into the arches, what each arch or trip kind of represents? Because I feel like in the books, they at least they're like, like your past, present, future are like potential confrontations for you in in the arches. And I didn't know if they had said that in the TV show. I don't remember. I don't remember also. Because it does, I mean... Well, it, it still kind of followed that. Exactly. Whether or not they said it. Yeah, I liked that. Like, and none of the images, none of the, the tests that she goes through are the ones that are done in the books. And I really liked that. Like... I think we had talked about how much fun it would be for them to just give us something completely different, and they did. I think the Two Rivers one maybe comes... Well, no, the Two Rivers one and the one with Land probably come closest to the ones that are in the books, but that first one with her parents, I was like, whoa! (laughs) This is totally new! This is totally new! And it's little tiny Nynaeve! Like, little... I mean, it's her, and then she sees herself in the in the reflection in the water and she's just a little kid and I was like this is so cute and then they get attacked and I'm like ah what's going on it was good I liked that part a lot actually yeah I thought it was very similar Mm -hmm. like they changed little bits of it but her as a child that fits much better than the Agonor like whatever that is Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean I thought it was like very close to the books like not exactly the same, but mm-hmm. the same overall idea. Yeah, yeah, I agree, especially for like the last two. And I mean, you couldn't do, you couldn't do her first one again, like in the TV show, because we don't have the end of book one to give us what's needed for her confrontation that happens inside the first arch in the books. And so like connecting it to something that happened in the first season, in the second season through the arch, because I feel like we have that moment where her dad's, like, saying that little prayer mantra with her. Right. It's the same one. Isn't that the same one that yeah. Lan translates for her? Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, well, that's cool. Like, we get a little backstory on Nynaeve, which is never a bad thing to have backstory on your characters. And holy crap, such good acting such good acting like I was cringing in fear for her when like that knife was coming down into like Nynaeve's shoulder I was like oh like it was good it was good definitely Mm. the what okay so here's my question Mm. they say the way back can come but once Mm -hmm. but in her case it came back on that last test Mm -hmm. it came back three times okay okay that's gonna go on my list of things that I was like not happy with because I felt like it was a trick like if Nynaeve thought that she was out of the arches why would she be looking for the archway again like it just it didn't make any sense to me I don't know yeah and I guess like I mean I'm sure you can kind of hand wave it and just be like well the I said I don't really know what they're talking about yeah yeah (laughs) which it can happen, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's fine. But just, I if they're going to include something like that, mm-hmm. I would rather it not be open-ended. Mm-hmm. Like, I like 
I don't care about changes, mm-hmm. but I do want changes to make sense. Yes. So, like, if they can close that loop for me, I would be ec- ecstatic. Mm-hmm. But I also understand why they did it because it was kind of like, oh, like, you think she's back and mm-hmm. she's leaving the tower. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's just a fake out. Mm-hmm. Like, that was a part of her vision. Mm-hmm. But if that was the case, I don't know why the exit would have showed up mm-hmm. multiple times and then I don't understand so I'm assuming the first part of the third segment of her testing mm-hmm. her in the red dress mm-hmm. like falling through time mm-hmm. but like also possibly killing Lan mm-hmm. I I don't know what that means mm-hmm. like I think it was just like this looks cool visually which it did mm-hmm. But I just don't understand what the what the meaning of it is, like what the idea behind it was. Mm-hmm. Like she's afraid of becoming the red Aja mm-hmm. and like hating men mm-hmm. and killing men. Mm-hmm. I it was a little bit cloudy mm-hmm. for me. I didn't dislike it, but it wasn't like something I'm gonna put at the top of my list because it I wasn't quite all the way there for it just yet. Yeah, yeah. It happened so fast. And it just felt really like... And maybe that's like the intention. Like it just felt chaotic and painful. I think that's really kind of what it's supposed to be getting across. So that's good. But I didn't necessarily like... I didn't feel satisfied after it. Like I was just like, oh, that was weird. And now she's out. She just like pops out like no arch or anything like that was weird that was weird that was a weird one okay it felt like something that was added after the fact like mm. they needed a reason for her to come out of the arch and they didn't know exactly <laughs> what to do mm-hmm. so they were like well how about this idea where she just like falls through a wormhole yeah put her in <laughs> like, a red dress and out. bring in a wind machine we got this <laughs> right right <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I'm not like, that was stupid. Right, yeah. I just, I have questions about it as well. <laughs> and really seriously loved it when she was like, I'm not your sister. Yes, that was so good. Yeah. So when she comes back, we get her going with Lan, and then we like move back to the point of view of like all of them just standing in front of the arches. It's like, well, I guess she's not coming back. <laughs> And Yikes. Leandrin gets yelled at, mm. which I think is interesting because Shiryam, considering who Shiryam is, mm-hmm. I don't think she would care too much mm-hmm. if Nynaeve doesn't come out. Mm-hmm. So good acting. On yeah. On her part. Shiryam's behalf. Yeah. She's, she's little... acting how she's supposed to. In that moment. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Which is good because it makes her less mm-hmm. sus. Right? I mean, seriously, Shiryam was not on my list of suspects when I was like, this person could be a dark friend and this person could be a dark friend. Shiryam, no. <laughs> not until it came out. I was like, what the fuck? Really? I'm so naive sometimes. Yeah. So that Sean Chen on Toman had... <gasps> We talked about Uno's death, mm-hmm. but we didn't really talk about, like, some of the overall, like, other things. Mm-hmm. 
again, like these are just some things that I have questions about. Loyal says that he's like, I've never heard of these people, mm-hmm. which I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. You're right. Loyal knows everything about everything. Mm-hmm. Come on, Loyal. Mm-hmm. You're letting me down, bud. Yeah, I think for this scene, it's so that like the mystery continues. Like, if Loyal doesn't know about it, then, like, ooh, the mystery. Like, I think that's what it's it's there for. Because I had the same reaction. I was like, yeah, right. But okay, for the show, I accept. Loved the scene where the Domine is picking the girls out of a lineup because that is creepy, especially because they're all young. It's not like they're going through and, like, taking... Mm -hmm you know, old men and, like, mm-hmm. young men, too. It's just these young girls, yep. which has this major ick about it. Mm-hmm. And, of course, nobody knows mm-hmm. why. Right. Like, as a viewer who doesn't know, like, as just a show viewer, not a book reader, it almost has some, like, handmade Tale vibe Very. going on. Very. Like, why are they picking out these young girls? Mm-hmm. Are they, like, going to make them concubines, mm-hmm. like, slaves? What's going on? Like, it has that type of mm-hmm. extra added level of terror to yeah. it because these are, like, young, defenseless little girls. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, like, I think that was a good choice mm-hmm. to put in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And it's in the books, too. Like how when the Domine come through with the Shanchen that they like grab every girl they can who can channel. And we've seen them do things in season two and at the end of season one, like the Domine and Soldam. We haven't had them explained yet. We don't really understand, like in the TV show, the connections between the women who are like, like the woman in gray and the woman who's walking behind her. By the way, the collar and the bracelet so cool like what a concept put together but back to like the and we can come back to that but like the the just choosing of these, the collar and the bracelet yeah on the domine like she's got that gold it's almost like a like it comes over her shoulders oh the like it's like a yeah the collar yeah, yeah i know what you're talking about yeah and see the thing is is like i I don't even recognize that. Like, I'm not even drawn to it because I'm too busy looking at her face right. because of the mouth right. guard yes. thing. Yep. I think that's the thing that viewers are going to center in on. Like, I don't think they're going to really think a whole heck of a lot about what that woman's wearing around her neck and over her shoulders. Like, at this point, all the viewer knows is that that might be an adornment of some kind, but that. It almost reminds me of a very fancy pacifier, but like that piece that they're wearing in their mouth, like that says so much about who that person is, where you're like, mystery, 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 what is going on? But then when I was looking at it closer, you can see the woman walking behind her has a bracelet. It's almost like a cuff and it, the scroll work matches the scroll work on the, the gold piece that the Domine is wearing. And I was like, ah, there it is. There's the bracelet. Found it. So we've got the collar and the bracelet. Yeah, the costumes this season are really a step up. I so really good. Like, really like them. Yes. Really like them. Yes. So when we get to High Lady Sue Roth and her voice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. 
the sound effects of her moving her fingernails was such a distraction. I don't know why <laughs> out of all of the things that that was just like taking me out of it so much. And I yep. was like, it's like a like a whip sound effect. Yes. Like, whoosh, whoosh. And yeah. I'm like, oh, come on, guys. Like her fingernails are not magic. <laughs> well, maybe they are. I don't know. Maybe they are. Enchanted magic nails. Who knows? I'm very sensitive to sounds mm-hmm. and like it just I don't know if it was a little silly to me but on the other hand Suratha's voice mm-hmm. that actress I'm pretty sure is Guy Roberts wife really? so that's really fun that she gets to be there oh. when he gets killed <laughs> but her voice is so much fun I love that they did the southern accent when mm-hmm. they were talking about Luther Pandrag. Yeah. But the way that she talks, mm-hmm. I don't know why it made me think of like a late night prescription medication commercial. Like, <laughs> are you tired of being sick and tired every night and can't sleep because you've got runny nose and itchy mouth? It's like this false sense of, like, everything's okay. Everything is cheerful and fine. Mm -hmm. But, like, in reality, she's, like, condemning someone to their death. Yeah. And it's, like, such a weird, like, mix of – there's this unsettling – layer to it when someone is talking like Mm -hmm. that and smiling Mm -hmm. and it's like girl you get you back the fuck up away from me i do not like you you creep me out get out of here there's something wrong with this woman Mm -hmm. and of course like that's that's a good way to introduce a character like that because you're gonna be like what the what Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So I did think that part was a lot of fun. Yes, I agree. That southern genteel, like yeah, mojitos on if the you're porch. Not fr- right, like if you're not from the south and you hear like, "Well, bless your heart," right? Like you're like, "Oh, okay, I don't know." But like if you know what that means, you're like, "Oh, like that's like calling someone an absolute idiot." Mm-hmm. So it's like, I don't know, there's something very false, nice, like that fake niceness with that Southern charm. Mm -hmm. I knew that Rafe Judkins had said that there will be that influence there, Mm -hmm. but I assumed it would just be like a word here and there Mm -hmm. and not like a monologue given with this southern mm-hmm. type of speech like american southern yeah. so yeah i'm happy yeah i thought that they did a good job i liked that they included the finger gestures the sound effects made me think of either like like a kung fu movie or an old western yeah. for some reason i was like it's a little cross between the two of them somehow like that the whole wah, 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 like could go right behind the finger gestures and it would be perfect so it was a little bit too campy for me yeah yeah I can absolutely understand that but I I like that they included the finger gestures because it is something that's like a part of the Sean Chen's culture and like the fact that like nobles don't speak they have someone who is their voice like that is a position within the Sean Chen 
royal court. It's a weird one to me. It's kind of cool. Like, I like it in the books because it does help them feel, like, so different. So as far as, like, things that I really liked, I really liked the set in Kyrian when Rand and Selene are at, like, this party. Hands down, that was my favorite, well, one of my, one of my favorite moments. Yeah. On the other hand, I am upset that it was as short as it was. If I could choose, I would have taken that and expanded it. Because for one, it was stunning. Yes. The costumes, again, were stunning. So good. The introduction to... Moraine's sister was, was cool. amazing. Yes. And that, that actress, actress has been... I finally watched um, Discovery of Witches. And so I had just seen her in that, and I had really liked her. And then I was like, well, it's you! It's you! That's cool! I think those costumes that they did brilliantly match up the idea of what has been said Kyrian fashion, especially among the nobility, looks like. Like, wow. Wow. I loved it. I just, the detail on everyone's everything. I was just like, this is so cool. Rand's coat. Rand's coat, the red coat. Yeah. Loving the costumes. Yeah. I think with this scene in particular, what was so nice about it is it really felt like there's a lot of identity in this story. Mm. Where in season one, we're kind of introduced with the two rivers, mm-hmm. Faldara, and then like we have like a couple like places on the way where the costuming very much mirrors what our two rivers characters are wearing. Yeah, yeah. So there's not this large scale in terms of culture. Mm-hmm. Mm. But with Kyrian, what is nice is like we get the foregate, yeah. that's fun and all, mm-hmm. and we see that people there, it's still a little bit more in line with the two rivers, mm-hmm. like the fabrics and whatnot. Yeah. But it's also almost like cosplaying fancier cuts. Yeah. So we've got that where you can see like they're taking inspiration from the nobility because of course like they're going to be the trendsetters. Mm -hmm. But then when we actually get to see inside this manor, Mm -hmm. the wigs Mm -hmm. were so much fun. Mm -hmm. The lighting was really, really pretty. And just that scene where everyone's dancing Mm -hmm. and just the look of it all, like everything that set design, costume design, like all of it as a whole was probably one of the most beautiful interior Mm -hmm. sets Mm -hmm. that we've gotten so far in the first two seasons. And I think that's one of the reasons why I loved this scene so Mm -hmm. much. It felt very, very well done. A lot of attention to detail. So much. I'm like, oh man, like that is that all we're going to get for... Deus de Mar? Like, is that? I hope not. All the, I mean, Tom's coming back, so, like, it can't be all of it. Right. But I just, oh, like, that was it? Like, they just hop in there? Like, all of that for a bottle of wine? 
Oh, man. Like, you know, if Maureen, Maureen is going to go to Kyrian, like if she's going to try to find Rand and she's going to go to Kyrian, perhaps we'll have another interior scene. Does it tell us in that scene where they are? I don't think so, but I would assume that it is the queen. Maybe it's like the okay the royal like the royal palace like the sun palace right right the thing that i'm wondering is i think lord barthanis is that the right person that i'm thinking of i don't know (laughs) (laughs) you mean you need more information than that okay so i'm thinking about we have a gateway that we've seen in the previews or like the one preview that we've gotten so far that we have gate yes away gate yeah yeah that we haven't actually seen yet in the first three episodes. Correct. So perhaps we're going to have another longer scene at What's-His-Face's... That's who I'm trying to think of is the manor house that they go to. Barthanis. Yeah. So maybe we're going to have that with Moraine, and they're going to find the Waygate. Gateway. Waygate? Waygate? Waygate. Yeah, (laughs) they will find that together, and maybe this is how we get them from there to Falma. Correct. In the books, the Waygate is located outside of a setting, and Mm -hmm. that would go really well in line with how in that Last July, whatever, that Waygate scene that we got where it's, like, almost in a mm-hmm. jungle. So, like, maybe they exit Lord Barthanus's manor and there is a setting that we get to see, which, man, I you know what? Like, I just, girl, give me a setting. Like, give me <laughs> a setting. I, I need that. Yeah. Like, I need air in my lungs. It would just be so nice to see. But what a Mm -hmm. fun journey that would be, like exiting Mm -hmm. another one of these very regal, like beautiful interior sets. And then we're like, and now Mm -hmm. we're in this like fairy tale jungle forest landscape. Mm -hmm. Like that would be a lot of fun. But Mm -hmm. I don't I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. We did also see in July one of those behind the scenes, whatever another mm-hmm. shot of Lan and Moraine walking on a beach. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And even longer before that, there were instances where tourists found like a waygate on a beach somewhere mm-hmm. that they had posted photos of like walking on the beach. What is this? So like we know that there's a beach waygate. So maybe like Barthanis junk or Barthanis Manor to Stedding Waygate to Beach Waygate to Falma. Yeah. And it'll yeah. be Lan, Moraine, Rand together. Do you think Alana is gonna somehow be part of the the crew that goes to Falma? No. Like Lan will just go off on his own? No, because Alana's going back to the tower. But isn't Lan going with her? I mean, maybe, but in those scenes from July, there's images of 
Lan, Moraine, and Rand walking yeah. together mm-hmm. in a yeah. location that resembles Kyrian. So mm-hmm. I could see Lan going on his own. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I was wondering is like, because I mean, they've changed so much. So I think like they could they could potentially change it and make that Alana would be there too. But maybe, maybe Alana's going to follow the Two Rivers storyline. She's going to head off for the Two Rivers at some point for some reason. I mean, I don't know. We might not get much more of her this season. Like, I don't, I don't know if we're, if Falma and everything is like the latter half mm-hmm. of the season and mm-hmm. the girls leave the tower next episode, mm-hmm. then I mean, who knows if we're going to see any more of the tower besides people leaving it. Interesting. I think Alana will get more time to shine next season. I really like Alana. I like the actress that pl- that plays her too. Like I just think she's doing a really fun job of creating Alana as like a person. I just think she's probably one of the most naturally beautiful people on this show. That's all. No kidding. And so sensual. Okay, so the other part that I really liked is actually at the very end it's when Nynaeve comes back and it is heartbreaking heartbreaking to go through that with her and when she comes out of the arch and she's like weeping I'm so glad Aguine is the person who's there for her because we've seen how the Aes Sedai react to another person's emotional distress and they just would have dumped a pitcher of water on top of her head and been like well that's that you're an accepted now and instead Egwene was there to hold her and let her grieve and I'm so glad that that's how they did it in the tv show like if they were going to make it a aha she's coming back I'm glad that it was to someone who cared about her in such a raw moment yeah Agreed. Agreed. I lo- I love that it was her and Elaine there, and I loved the bonding mm-hmm. between her and Elaine. You know, she mm-hmm. yelled at Elaine, and then what? I I just love Elaine. Everyone knows this. I don't need mm-hmm. to go on about it. Mm-hmm. But I love how she did not <laughs> leave Elaine there by herself. She's like, I'll go get some blankets. Like we'll stay here tonight. Right? Like, yeah. She's just such a good person. God, I love her. Yeah, and even after. Aguine yelled at her and told her to get out when she was in Nynaeve's room and then again that moment towards the end where Aguine is trying to open the arches and Elaine is there and she's being so gentle with her and it's so beautiful that her intention to become Aguine's friend overcomes the potential hurt and distance that could have been caused by Green's emotions. Like, Elaine knows Green is in pain, and that is why she's behaving the way that she's behaving, even though they've only spent, like, a day together, you know? And I'm like, Elaine, you're just going to run away with this show, aren't you? You're just going to be our our girl we're rooting for. We want to be like, I want to be like Elaine. I want to be that graceful. Yeah, yeah. It's really sweet. It's really sweet. 
there's a lot that happened this episode. I want to try and touch on my favorite moments as well. And I think all Mm -hmm. of mine are very similar to what yours are. So I'm not going to go back over them. Yeah. But in the last test before Nynaeve comes out, Mm -hmm. I really liked having this moment back in the two rivers with Matt and Perrin Perrin and Lan Uh and the daughter. Like, that was just really nice. Like, even though it's not real, I mean, it's real to her. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I would have loved that I know is not possible because there are only eight episodes (laughs) is that I would have liked to see more passage of time there to really drive home that she didn't just have this vision like she has lived Mm -hmm. years in this vision Mm -hmm. it wasn't Mm -hmm. just like oh like a dream you know where it was like hey i had a dream that this Mm -hmm. happened it was like no she's been in there for years in her own mind which i Mm -hmm. think would have really driven home the fact of like how how terrifying it would be for her to come out of the arches and this child that she gave birth to and raised for years Mm -hmm. does no longer exist. And I think that is so heartbreaking and so upsetting. But Mm -hmm. with what they presented and specifically with Zoe Robbins acting, I think Mm -hmm. they did a really great job with that whole overall scene. Yeah. Just a side note, I love that the shift that they gave Nynaeve was Mm quasi-waterproof when they're dumping the water on her. It doesn't go see-through. And I just love, Mm. like, that little, like, touch of something to probably make the actors feel more comfortable. And I just thought that was a really, like, great little touch there. So, yeah. You're so right. I hadn't even noticed that. But, yeah. They could have very easily have made it that way, and then it could have been, like, sexualized in a really uncomfortable way. Right, and I mean, it depends on the person, right? Some people would be like, I don't care. Like, look at my body, (laughs) you know? Like, sure. But that's not the case for everyone, so Mm -hmm. that does tell me that they put forth a little bit of effort in making sure that the actors are taken care of and that's really important I think when dealing with film and creating something. I think that's a really good observation. I feel like there are a lot of things that have been handled in a really thoughtful way throughout the show so far. It's been really nice. Okay so I'm going to get into some things that I have questions about. Let's go. Matt and Min. So it is said it is hinted that Min is working with Leandrin, and Leandrin says, if you do this for me, and you know, if you succeed, Moraine won't have anything over us again. Dun, dun, mm-hmm. dun. What does Moraine mm-hmm. have over, over Min that she can see the future? Moraine's not telling anyone. Like, yeah. She's not taking advantage of it either. So I don't understand that threat. And the way that she says it, makes me feel like Leandrin told Min that Moraine is holding something over her, like over yep. Leandrin. 
And, like, viewers mm-hmm. know it's that she has a kid. But do you think Leandrin told men that she has a kid? <laughs> like, Mm-mm. this was difficult. And I'm sure that they were trying here to work out a way. With Barney Harris leaving, the Matt actor leaving, they, were, they had to shift things around. So I'm sure this yes. whole plot is something that they yeah. had to rework to make it fit yeah. with last season. So I don't mind it, but I'm like, man, like personally, I don't know how they how else they would do it. Yeah. But it's also like just an unfortunate probably side effect, and I don't want to pick it apart too much if it's not something that you can control. Yeah. But I probably would have picked something else for her to say in that moment. <laughs> the only thing that I can think of is like if Matt has been in a cell for what, like five, six months, right? Then Min has potentially been imprisoned for close to the same amount of time, maybe just a little bit less because she would have had to travel from Faldara. So Leandra knew that Matt was scraping away, trying to, you know, possum his way, badger his way. Did I say that last episode <laughs> that they should have? They missed the mark they there it because she's yes, like, yeah. "Who's this possum scratching away?" They totally should have, totally should have had her say this badger. badger scratching away. But mm-hmm. anyway, it would have been much better. I love that idea. Anyways, does that mean that she planted men there, knowing he was trying to escape, and it was just like all perfect timing? Like, I, I, I really want to know. Like, it really. <laughs> It really bothers me that I have all these questions about it. And I don't mean like it bothers me like I'm mad about it. But just Mm -hmm. the way my brain is, I'm like, ooh, like, I like clues here. And I like mystery. Mm -hmm. And if it's a mystery that isn't really a mystery, then I'm like, oh, man. Because all I can think of is that Leandrin is just trying to have like a bunch of pieces on the board that she can move when and if she needs to. And so, like, potentially she's been... Like, we heard how she talked to Matt. She was cutting him apart with what she was saying to him. So we know she's got, like, the vocabulary and ability. She can verbally abuse someone. And so potentially, maybe she's been working on men in a similar manner. Because I don't think we're using compulsion at any point, though, either, are we? It doesn't seem like it. No, because I was like, Leandrin is one of those Aes Sedai who has like, just a little tiny bit of being able to use compulsion, and she does. But I don't think that's the case here with men. I think it's, I think it's probably a lot of gaslighting and like psychological maneuvering yeah what men thinks and feels right it feels more like psychological manipulation but i just i also have questions because if moraine sent word to the red aja to pick up matt then like more people should know that matt was there like it's not like it seems highly yeah. unlikely that just Leandrin would get the message and pick up Matt. Like, where's the bread, Aja? <laughs> what are they doing? Like, Aww. Leandrin's not the only red Aja out there. So, like, it, there's just, you know, like, yeah. there's just questions that I have about it, which I don't want to harp on it because it's really not, like, that big of a deal. But Yeah, but I love your questions. 
I understand they're trying to work something in mm-hmm. that was an unforeseen circumstance mm-hmm. dealing with the end of season one. So yeah, yeah, I might just have to quit worrying about it. But also, Perrin and Shamael in the wagon. Mm-mm-mm-mm. He's like, okay. we're taking you to Falma. Actually, we're not. You will never reach Falma. And then he's like, show me. I want to meet the monster that you are. The wolves are howling. And he says, the more wolf you are, the more you're mine. And then he, like, lets him go. (laughs) I'm Mm. so confused. So confused. Why is Ishamaya letting this dude go? It does seem a little too easy. He's like, I'll be watching you. But, like, watching him for what? Like, does he think that he's possibly a male channeler? And if that's the case, he's a fucking forsaken. He should know if Perrin can channel or not. Yes. When Elias comes for the rescue for Perrin, it's just Elias and the wolves against a forsaken and channelers. Right. But Ashamiel just, like, left, so... Yeah, but did he, like, leave, leave? I mean, it seems like it if there's, like, He just walks out of the carriage, and then Elias comes in, like seconds afterwards i think i just like let that i was just like oh hooray a rescue that's cool yeah i don't know like maybe there's more like that will happen more that will explain it later i just can't think of why (laughs) so i would have to put a pin in it and wait and see maybe there will be more answers later on in this season ashamayel doesn't ever really i okay Correct me if I'm wrong on this, and I very well might be. He isn't one of the Forsaken who's looking for the depths of the three Taviran in the series. No, he's trying to get Rand to join him. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what that has to do with Perrin. You know what I mean? Like, it's not. I guess what I was trying to think is, like, if that's the case, or... M- Nope, because he already confronted Rand. So it's not like there's a question of which one of them is the dragon any longer. Maybe he's uh, thinking that if he kills off one of Rand's buddies, it's not going to help his case in getting Rand to join his side. But he's also goading Perrin. Like, That's true. He's pretty much saying, like, I'm the one responsible for your wife's death. So, like... I don't think he's going to make friends, (laughs) you know? That's true. That's true. He's not out there, like, winning this congeniality. Right, right. Like, he could have said other things that I feel like, I don't know, that would endear him to Perrin maybe a little bit. If it was more of, like, a psychological thing, like, trying to get him to come over to his side, something like that, it could have been, like, kind of, like, leaning into chaos right like i didn't kill Mm -hmm. your wife Mm -hmm. your wife died because the world is a chaotic place and this re-spinning of the Mm -hmm. wheel and you know like this is just who we are we just keep living and we all just keep dying wouldn't it be great if it was like different you know like if things were different (laughs) if life was better the same scenario Mm -hmm. from dana in the other in season one. So like there's there's other things that he could have done and said if he was trying to manipulate Perrin. But in this case, I'm not quite sure what he was trying to do. 
scare him and then leave him? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Or scare him and then allow mm-hmm. him to leave. It's a, that's a good question. See, and that's the thing. Like, I love this episode. This had so many moments where, like, I teared up. There were so many moments where I was like, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's stunning. Mm-hmm. I love it. But then there were certain things where I'm like, mm, questions, questions. Like, yeah. overall, yeah. I really enjoyed it. I did. But this is probably, mm-hmm. like, on mm-hmm. the scale of things, my least favorite episode. Really? Yeah. That's funny. Especially since I think so far it's my favorite one. I don't, I don't know if it's, I'm not saying that it is like without a doubt the worst. <laughs> I'm just saying right, I think right, I'm right. harder on this one because of all of the potential. Because there were so many things that were so great. And then the fact that I'm having like thoughts and questions about things. I'm like, man, if it was just like a teensy little bit tighter, like it would have, you know, you could have knocked it out of the park with this one. Yeah. So it's more of like a frustration, not like I think it's the worst one. It's just the one that I enjoyed less because I'm having questions about perhaps. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fair. And that's not to say when we get to the end of the season and things all is revealed, mm-hmm. maybe I'll go back and be like, okay, I'll take it all back. Mm-hmm. Like it does make mm-hmm. sense. They're just, you know threading a lot of needles here and it's going to take till the end until things are revealed Mm -hmm. so i'm definitely open to that yeah yeah were there other questions that you had rand and logan okay so this isn't any like complaints or questions but it's more just like is it possible that logan is going to be the new asmodian because obviously it seems like they are tucked away in this in the foregate uh-huh. together for a reason. Yeah, yeah. For Logan to leave the White Tower and end up in Kyrian cannot be a mm-hmm. coincidence. Right. And Rand finding him, you know, him getting that job there, like it just seems way too, way too convenient. Mm-hmm. So I would assume Logan is going to take on a role of like trying to help Rand. Mm-hmm. But then again, like maybe it's just a fake out where it's like, mm. can Logan help Rand if he can't channel? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure he can kind of mentor mentor him. But Logan is off his rocker. He is mm-hmm. not. He's not in a good place, mm-hmm. and he keeps this whole okay, this whole great hunt, the great hunt for Logan's Gildean red. red. <laughs> is so funny to me that they like hinged this whole mission around him needing wine for yeah like barter system that's funny right yeah okay so if he's if Loghain is gentled can he see flows still because i don't i would assume okay because or he could at least feel it yeah, because I, I can't remember. I feel like I should know this. Like, when you're gentled or stilled, like, can you still see what's going on? Can you still feel it? Moraine can. Moraine can still see it. Right. So so I'm going to say yes. So with that being the case, let's, let's say yes. Asmodian really couldn't channel a whole lot. Like, Lanfear wrapped a shield around him and everything. Like, just let him have, like, a trickle of the one power just enough to be able to like help rand 
So maybe Loghain doesn't have to be able to channel as long as he can see the flows that Rand's working with. Maybe that would be how they would use him as a teacher. Right. And I mean, even if you can't channel, I assume you could still teach, Mm -hmm. right? Like you don't have to actually be channeling to be teaching. Yeah, especially in this case, it would make it difficult. I mean, it's so much easier, I imagine, to be able to see what the other person is doing. Like, if you're a visual learner, like when Alana is showing the novices how to filter their water, like being able to see how she pulls and how she like brings everything together, like that has to be more helpful, but it doesn't mean that it would be impossible to like right and i just don't think logan can actually like he's not all there right yeah. now like he's having some very big problems so like can he even teach rand like is he in the right mindset to do yeah. it i don't think so yeah. so i don't know maybe it's just dropping in the hint that rand needs a male teacher mm. and he's going to be searching one out oh okay a little foreshadowing Right, right. Well, and I mean, it's interesting, too, because he's he's <laughs> his job is like a two for one. He found a guy who's a blade master and Loghain could potentially teach him how to channel. So like those things where we were like, right. how are we going to get him to do this thing? Like, how is he going to become a blade master? Like, we're at least getting hints that he's like learning, teaching himself how to use his sword and he's seeking a teacher for channeling. Yeah. Interesting. Last thought mm-hmm. that I have is on Rand and Lanfear's hate sex scene or whatever <laughs> that was. Hate sex arson scene? <laughs> <laughs> what? She's like, leave leave the coat on. Right? That was a good touch, but still. But like, still. Yes. I was like, oh. Mm. She is so gross. She is the grossest. Gross. She's such a mess. Mess fear. And I love mess watching. Like, I do. Don't get me wrong. Like, it's a, like a guilty pleasure. It's why, like, certain reality TV shows are just like, uh, I can't stop watching. Mm-hmm. Lanfear slash Celine is that person. Mm-hmm. This whole like sex scene was just I don't know why, but it was disgusting. Yeah, it, it really <laughs> could bugged not, me. I had a very hard time watching mm-hmm. it, knowing that like, okay, if you lie to someone about who you are mm-hmm. and you I mean, this is basically like a very, very well thought out scam mm-hmm. on her behalf. Mm-hmm. He can't really consent to that, can he? Like, when she's lied to him about everything. Mm. Like, if he knew she was one of the Forsaken, do you think he would be like, "Mm, oh, well, (laughs) you know? Like, this is is assault. I'm still going to hit that. This feels very gross. Yeah. And I really, really hope, I really, really hope that I do not see online people being like, Woo! Like the random <laughs> land bear sex scene so hot because this is essentially assault. Like that's that's you it. Know that's, that's gonna my happen, last right? Thought. You know that's gonna happen. If it does, I'm. <laughs> <bleh>. <laughs> 
I'm with you on it. It made me uncomfortable. Like it was hard not to like just skip through it because that's usually what I do. Like during scenes like that that I feel aren't done well and make me feel uncomfortable. I'm just like, I don't need this. You can get this part of the story across in a completely different manner that I would feel so much more comfortable with. If the roles were reversed and it was a young woman Mm -hmm. being lied to by a man who's like hundreds of years old, Mm -hmm. like I think people would feel a lot less comfortable with it. And that is a sad reflection on society. Agreed. And I mean, I know when... That is my final thought. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, in regards to Lanfear, like we had been discussing like how they could bring her on screen and have her be someone who's not like a young girl in distress the way that she is in the book. And in this regard where Celine is a grown woman, I prefer that for sure. However, the direction that they've taken it where they're lovers doesn't really sit right with me. I don't know why they made that choice and why it's been like this back and forth near violence between the two of them. They're together in like, what, three scenes? And two of the three scenes, one of them is pushing the other one around and then they're like, sexy time! And I'm like, it just... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 So... I concur. Yeah, it's just, it's rough. It's hard to watch. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, like, I don't know what they could do with Lanfear, to so be honest. True. Like, I don't, I don't know how you could bring her in and not make her, like, creepy McCreeperton. Like, there's just I think very few options. I think they could have brought her in as a mentor. Wealthy benefactress. Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. Like, somehow she stumbles upon him and she's like, you, I'm intrigued by you. Come with me. And there wouldn't have had to have been anything sexual about it. It could have been, they could have been having intellectual conversations around different things in Kyrie and in the world and whatnot. And, oh, she gets him a blade master and he's practicing the sword. That would have been really cool. I would have sat for all of that. Yeah. You know, it could have been like a lead up, but again, they don't have enough time to do that. It could be like a lead up to where like she's caring for him in a way that feels really wholesome where Mm -hmm. he has no one, you know, but this, this older, I don't, I'm not saying like she's an old woman, but this woman who is a little bit older than him has kind of brought him in, showed him the world, opened him up to things that he's never experienced, Mm -hmm. you know, being this outlander from this little sheep sheeran village yeah but (laughs) it could have gotten to the point where they are like you said having these conversations and really getting to knowing each other Mm -hmm. and he starts thinking he has feelings for her right and her kind of being like you know like i don't know it could have been like a little less hate sex (laughs) and a little bit more like like a loving relationship because yeah. that would have been holy crap what a mind mind fuck yes yeah for him yes. to find out that she's a forsaken and he feels for her yep. and he cares about her mm-hmm. instead of it just being like the sexual relationship yeah yeah i agree that would have been so much more effective in hurting rand Right, and they could have, like, gotten it to the point where they almost take it there, where he's like, I'm falling yeah. in love with her, yeah. and he's ready to do that, and then, mm-hmm. I don't know. There are parts about how they've done Celine that I'm okay with, 
But overall, I think it could have been done in a more elevated way. Like, sex just seems too easy, you know? Like, oh, we want them to be emotionally connected. How about they're having sex? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. You could do it in so many better ways where, like, it's not just the physical part of their relationship. It's like, but that's not what the male audience wants, Tracy. Ugh. That is not like this was. <laughs> these so scenes funny. felt very male gaze for me. Yes, like oh, one thousand percent. Like like this, like rough difference. sex. Yes, not a fan. And I mean, not a fan. I think they were trying to like like when Lanfear comes back and she pushes Rand up against the wall. I think what they were trying to do was be like, oh, female look, a woman can do- Yeah, fuck that shit. Sorry. Stop. Stop including things that are violent in sex. Like, we don't even know if they have a code word. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they're just pushing each other around and then going to town. Like, how do we know that? Okay, I could probably continue to rant about this for a while, but I won't. <laughs> Here, 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 here. <laughs> things I love, things I hate. I still think this one sits up real high. Like I think this is my favorite of three hate, so far. Hate sex. Hate it. <laughs> yes, that is like so far. That's like at the bottom of my list of things that they've they've done. Yeah, so but far. overall, this was a really fun episode, and yeah. very excited for next week to see what happens with. Mm. Mm. whatever the heck Moraine is doing, wherever she ends up. <laughs> yeah. And since we do know from that casting that that is her sister, will there be a reunion? Wouldn't that be fun? Find out with us next week, and we will see you then. Thanks so much for joining us. We will continue to release new episodes every Wednesday. We would love if you would subscribe to the podcast, leave us reviews, and share us with your friends in the Wheel of Time community. Let us know what you thought of our content. Correct us. Send us things we may have missed. You can find links to our email and social media accounts in the show notes. And if you have the Anchor app, leave a voice message for us to play in upcoming episodes. We also have a website where you can find links to our Discord channel, social media platforms, and merch shop. So until next week. Thanks for joining us on the road to Tarvalin.